and welcome to The Designer's View, a new mini-series from Looks Packaging Insight, where we sit down with design agencies to talk about trends and packaging design. Hello, I'm here today with Gary Doty of Scottish design agency Pocket Rocket Creative. Hello, Gary. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Being a Scottish design agency, you work a lot with whiskey brands. What kind of packaging trends are we seeing in the whiskey category right now? I would say the trends that we are seeing as an agency is trends to move towards textures and using more interesting glass. Recently, in the last number of years, glasses seem to be something that's actually became more attainable to designers as, as a unit. In the past, you would be, if a client would want a, a bottle, generally speaking, you'd be looking at 25, 30, pounds for a new mold and things like that. But nowadays, companies like Estal, Savaglass and others, they all offer this ability to amend molds. And so for something as little as £6,000, you can actually get your own bespoke bottle that really speaks volumes to you as a brand. You know, you have your own bottle. It, it really kind of puts you into a different league. Because generally, if you were a small brand, you would use a bottle that was standard off the shelf. And you would come to a company like ourselves and ask us to create a label that was so fantastic and so stand out and so different. It made it so unique from all the other offerings on the shelf, which puts pressure on us as designers. But we always try our best to do that. But the fact if you can get a bespoke piece of glass, suddenly it makes your brand look far more grown up and, and more yeah, serious. And would you say that Scotch whisky design codes are very classic or is there room for creativity? I would say yes and yes to that question. Because yes, Scottish whisky design codes have been very traditional, very constrained. I suppose one of the features that have actually driven that is, is something that was done to try and protect Scottish whisky. You've heard of the SWA. So the Scottish Whiskey Association. So it's, it's that uh, regional protection. So to make sure no other country or other organisation place can come out with something called the Scotch Whiskey, there was these protections put in place. So the, there's a hierarchy that you have to follow in the branding exercise. You know, so you've got your brand name and then uh, single malt Scotch Whiskey, Scotch blended Scotch Whiskey, all of that detail has to be the second most prominent thing. So there, there were definite codes hard codes that were put in place to ensure the protection of the product but I'd say things are getting a little bit more loose now. Scottish whisky design codes are quite tight but I would say in the last 10 years there's been a number of agencies around who have been really pushing those boundaries and pushing back and staying within the, the rules that are set out but it doesn't stop your creativity. It doesn't mean you can't be creative around that and work with it. And could you just give us an example? Um, you worked on the Bowmore Timeless with supplier Cosby Bell, which was a sort of hourglass-shaped secondary pack. The thinking around that was they didn't want just a box on shelf. They wanted something that was that little bit different. So the... The design and concept, the idea behind the shape and everything, the Bowmore have this positioning around timeless and craft. They wanted something that looked at the piece and it's crafting and the fact that it takes time. And 
when it comes to enjoying the spirit, they have a belief, like with fine wines, you need to let it breathe. The, the, the shape of the pack mimicked that of an hourglass, and the pack came with a little miniature hourglass that takes, I think, two to three minutes to pass through. So the, the thinking and the idea there is you would take out your whiskey, your gorgeous Bowmore whiskey, you would pour yourself a glass, and you wouldn't engage with it right away. You would then take the, the hourglass, turn it round, and then the sands of time would just suddenly pass through there, just taking its time, and then that would allow the spirit to breathe. It was to create a whole regime around the actual experience and drinking of the whiskey and conveying that message about time and effort that goes into it as well. And what was the idea behind the materials that you used for that pack? Well, that'll have been uh, an MDF, generally lacquered and with some metal decal finishings on it. The reason for MDF, MDF is whenever you talk to packaging companies like Corsi Bell, IPL and others, you, you often go in saying, I would like to use real wood. Can I use oak? And they'll happily sort of, you know, do that for you. But generally speaking, MDF is a fantastic product. They love it. It's, it allows you to create shapes that you wouldn't really normally be able to create that simply in wood or other materials. It's, it's sturdy. It's got weight to it. It's a real gravitas, but the functionality of it, when you're creating products that are traveling on ships that are going between countries and different climates, you want a product that's not going to warp and bend. I suppose as a design agency, you see a lot of eco-friendly packaging materials. Uh, how do these new materials fit with the consumer's perception of luxury? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really interesting isn't it? The Western market, I think we're a little bit more open to the idea of recyclable materials, materials that have been spent and used elsewhere and then given a second life. But even then, I think as a human being, we look at things and we expect things to be shiny and new. And any of these recycled materials, their main objective and goal is one, to try and look like it's fresh and new and appealing. So there'll be many, many materials out there that are made from recycled materials, but you probably wouldn't even know, you know, just looking at it, it will have a, a certain level of recycled backdrop to it. So for instance, um, one of the, the guys who were supporting the Make a Mark project, La Brenta, they do these materials that have coffee grains and other different materials in it as well, and they mix it with recycled plastic. So what you end up with is something that looks and feels by all intents purposes like new hard solid piece of material but it's got 70 percent coffee beans in it but you would never know it to look at it you know if you if you read into it and yeah look into it yeah you'll find that out but generally speaking you're just looking at it as a consumer as something that looks nice and it feels nice in the hand you know it's got a good weight to it so that's labrenta who manufactures closures uh, would you say that the luxury codes of yesteryear, the sort of multi-material, highly decorated packs, are on their way out? I think we'd like to think that they are, to a point, but I don't think they are. I don't think we, as consumers, are ready for that. Uh, I, I think we'll be pushing for it in some ways, but there's, there's, there's so many nuances and variations in what is a, a premium pack. I don't think any of the codes are on their way out. They'll be shifting, they'll be 
consumers who are looking at the market in a different way and expecting different things. But I think, generally speaking, we're not ready as humans to move along that line yet. Not, not quite yet anyway. If us as a design agency decided to take a moral stand, a hard line moral stand, and say, from Monday, we will no longer use anything that is environmentally friendly or resourceable or uh, FSC approved. What would that do? I mean, I put that question to the rest of the guys in the office and it, it, it gave a, initially there was a, a silent pause, but then there was a couple of responses of what oh, would be out of business. So question is, would we be out of business? Because there's, there's, it's not all one one answer to every question, you know? So there would be a lot of people that just wouldn't come to us then because we're not willing to do use foils or use laminates or UV inks. But I'm sure there would be a whole host of other customers who would turn up and we'd find ourselves with new clients who are respectful and, you know, and, and admiring that kind of approach. And you mentioned the Make Em Up project. Could you just explain for those people listening who might not know what that is, um, what the project was about and talk us through the design concept that you came up with? Yeah, so Avery Denison, Coors and Estelle were a, a grouping of suppliers and they came to us and asked us if we would be interested in taking part on this prestigious book that they were putting together. We as an agency were totally flattered to be asked, uh, to be honest. It was essentially giving designers around the world the opportunity to take all their products and supporting partners that they brought into it, like Labenta that I'd mentioned, among others, and take all of these aspects and all of these elements and all of these inspirational pieces and bring them together. If, as a designer, you had the chance to do what you wanted to do, because as designers, generally we respond to client briefs. You know, we are a, we are a service industry. Clients come to us and say, we would like X and we try our best to deliver X. So my design was based on everything around the world at the moment. We're all very conscious of ecological, the sea, plastics in the sea and things like that. So my design was trying its best to convey something along those lines and just emphasize the urgency to actually start making an action, not just as producers or suppliers, but as designers to start making a difference to the world. The shape of the bottle that I went for was along the side of a wave and it's not just ripples in the water that's in the bottle it's actually the ripples in the sand that's left when the water resides so the bottle was doing its best to reflect the liquid and the fluidity of the sea but also capture that point where land and sea meets as you do as a designer i'm not just going for this this has to reflect the waves and uh, the sea i actually Consider the fact of how it would sit in the hand because it is an unusual shape bottle we've seen from one face it's perfectly square and then from the straight down it looks like a, a teardrop or a wave a water droplet but the way i created it was done in such a way that when you held it in your hand it was really soft and gentle and it just curved into the hand and those ripples in the glass i think i mentioned to you before about texture in the glass when you when you hold a piece of glass it's got these texture in it there's something quite satisfying and tactile about it. I want to create something that looked premium, that looked prestigious, but it didn't necessarily have to be fresh and new in all aspects. So it was recycled paper stock for the labels, it was recycled glass. So 
yeah, that was a vital part of this design. Well, thank you very much, Gary, for taking the time to talk to us. And for our listeners, Bomb Deluxe is the official press partner of the Make Mark project. You can find out more about the designs on our website, lookspackagingsight.com. And don't miss the winter issue of Fond Deluxe, which will feature an interview with Avery Dennison, Kurtz and Estelle. Thanks for listening. Thank you.